Welcome to Marksmen, a podcast for men who have been marked by Christ and who are aiming their lives at Christ-likeness. I'm Mark Spellman, your host. I want to welcome you to the conversation today. So glad that you took just a few minutes to join me and other men as we come together and align ourselves with the Word of God and yield to the Holy Ghost and then press towards the mark. What's the mark? christ likeness. And again, your time's so valuable. And again, I want to thank you for just sharing this time with me. And I believe that God has something to encourage our hearts, to sharpen our hearts, maybe challenge our hearts a little bit, definitely enlarge our hearts and expand our vision and just give us a supply of hope. You know, the Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. So if you have any hope that's been deferred, something you maybe just feel like giving up on, something you just got too much pressing down on you and you just need a a shot of hope, well, I believe by the Spirit of God today, you're going to get just a, a download, as it were, just an injection of hope by the Holy Ghost. Amen. And we're going to continue our conversation we started last week, going to the book of Joshua. And we're just going to continue to talk about possessing the promised land or the land of promise. This Bible is a land of promise. This book is a living book. Um, We don't just read the book. The book reads us. The Word is alive. It's a living, breathing. The Word made flesh. His name is Yeshua, Jesus. And so as we get into the Word, we're entering into our land of promise. But we learn something as we look at Joshua chapter 1, what it's going to take to possess the promises of God. Just because something's offered, just because something's given, doesn't mean there's no responsibility on my part. I have to receive, and many times I have to receive through opposing forces. I have to receive through even opposing symptoms or opposing circumstances, as it was with Joshua leading the children of Israel into the land of promise. They had to dispossess the giants. There were people there, there were giants there, and they had to target those cities with those giants and dispossess the inhabitants of the land, because God says, this is your inheritance. And so you're going to move them out as you move in. And so sometimes as we move into the promises of God, there's things that have to leave our life. There's just ways of thinking that just has to go. They just can't continue. And sometimes those ways of thinking, Bible calls those strongholds, or you might say, that's a giant a stronghold in our mind. The Bible says we're to cast down strongholds. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. Take every thought into captivity. So we learn right there that this battle that we're seeing the parallel with Joshua, the battle is really the battlefield of the mind. Because that's where we got to cast down these arguments. That's where we got to bring down these strongholds, these giants that try to set up um, in our mind with how we think, how we process, how we reason. And we allow the Holy Spirit to renew us in the spirit of our mind. 
And so let's look at Joshua 1.1 again. It says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, God said to Joshua, son of Nun, who was Moses' minister, he said, Moses, my servant is dead. So now arise, take his place, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I'm going to give them, that's the Israelites, Every place, this is verse 3, and I am reading in the Amplified Classic, by the way. Every place upon which the sole of your foot shall tread, that have I given to you as I promised Moses. Now, if you happen to watch last week or listen, we, we called last week's podcast, um, God's a Promise Keeper. And God is a promise keeper. This is a book of promise. And not just empty promise, covenant promise. Promises that were made in covenant, and not just any covenant, blood covenant. In the blood of Jesus, or as the Hebrews would say, as the the blood of Yeshua, this covenant promise to give them that land, just like he's giving you the promises in this book, it's sworn That means it's promised, it's an oath, God's made in blood. So, I want you to say it out loud with me. God is a promise keeper. Amen. And he goes on, he gives them the dimensions of the land in verse 4, and then verse 5, No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you, I will not fail you or forsake you. So let's look at that here. No man shall be able to stand before you. Let me paraphrase that. No man's going to be able to stop you. That means no one's going to be able to stop you guys. No one's going to be able to stop me. In other words, I can't blame someone for my failures. Um, or not entering in. And it's an easy thing to do. It's a common thing to do. In fact, it's an acceptable thing to do. There's whole lines in social media. There's whole sitcoms. There's talk TV, talk radio, uh, just that victim villain hero thing going on, where let's just find the victim. Let's just find the hero and let's blame somebody. Jesus Christ came to set us free from that. Now, I'm, I know I'm poking a bear right here. This, this is one of those strongholds. We got to give up the entitlement to blame people. Does that mean you excuse what people did? No. If people have done wrong, if people have stolen, if people have you know, done us wrong in, in almost sometimes tragic ways, I'm not saying excuse it. I'm not saying just no big deal, but I'm saying That doesn't have to be the thing that stops us from fulfilling God's plan for our life. I want you to take this, men, with me. I'm taking it today. No man will be able to stand before us. In other words, no one will be able to stop me from fulfilling God's plan for my life. Let's just say that together. No one's going to be able to stop me from fulfilling God's plan for my life. And let's apply it to this this circumstance here. No man's going to be able to stop me from entering God's promise for my life. God's promised land for you and for me. So just like he said, Joshua, and this is prophetic of Jesus. 
See, the names are synonymous, Joshua or Yeshua, which was the name of our Lord and Savior, Yeshua. No man's going to be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. And we talked a little bit about that last week. That's quoted in the New Testament in Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 through 8. And I'm going to read that again just real quick as we remind ourselves. Because I'm telling you, this is how we find the courage to keep moving forward, knowing that God is for us. This was what the children of Israel needed to know, and they needed to believe to keep advancing into the promises, to keep advancing into the promised land. So he says in, in Hebrews thirteen five, beginning in the Amplified, let your character, your moral disposition be free from the love of money which would include greed or avarice or lust or the craving for earthly possessions and be satisfied with your present circumstances and with what you have for he God himself has said, I will not in any way fail you nor give you up nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless or forsake you or let you down or relax my hold on you assuredly not glory to god (laughs) god's invested guys he's invested into your success and you fulfilling god's plan for your life and as you lead your life and as you lead in if you're married as you lead in your marriage if you have children as you lead in your home and with your family but first and foremost we got to lead our own heart We can't lead anyone else till we lead ourselves. We don't follow our heart. We lead our heart. I'll say that again. I'm saying that by the Holy Ghost. It's not about following your heart. We lead our heart. We got to lead first, men. We got to lead first our own heart, our own mind, will, and emotions. We don't follow what we feel. We don't follow what we think. We follow God. We follow what God said. We follow Holy Spirit. And then we lead our heart. And as we lead our heart, then we're going to lead others. They're going to follow us as we follow Christ. But notice, and I read that, I will not, I will not, I will not. I wasn't getting preachy. That's literally what it emphasizes in the Greek three times, I will not. And one time I asked the Holy Spirit about that. I said, that's interesting. wonder why it's emphasized three times. And I, again, all I can tell you is what I heard in my spirit. Holy Spirit emphasized to me that that was God the Father standing up and saying, I will not. And then it was Jesus, the Word made flesh, standing up and saying, I will not. And then the Holy Ghost said, and I will not. So God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, they are all standing with us, men. They are not going to leave us, not in any degree helpless or forsake us, not let us down. They're not going to relax their hold on us, assuredly not. That's Joshua 1.5 quoted in the New Testament right here in Hebrews 13.5. So we take comfort and we are encouraged. Remember I talked about hope earlier. That, that's encouragement. So we take comfort, we take encouragement, and I hope you're taking it today with me. It's not, don't just wait for it to fall on you, take it. Say, I take hope today. I take encouragement today. 
and confidently, boldly say, the Lord is my helper. See, Joshua wasn't going to lead them in his own strength. He was going to lead them knowing the Lord was his helper. As the Lord was with Moses, he was going to be with him. So we take comfort and are encouraged and confidently and boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. What can man do to me? So we got to take courage. We got to take hope. It's available. It's offered to us. Holy Spirit is present with us to lead us, to guide us. And so we can confidently and boldly say, the Lord is helping me. The Lord is my helper. I got another scripture kind of blowing up in my spirit right now. I want to share it with you. Ephesians chapter five. I'm sorry. Ephesians chapter six. Because as you remember in Joshua 1, God is commanding Joshua, and we're going to read it in just a minute. He's commanding Joshua to be strong. Be strong. And so I want to, I want to read to you Ephesians 6.10. This is in the Amplified Classic again. It says, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord. So when, when we're being commanded to be strong, it's not just be strong in ourselves. Don't just be naturally, it's good to be naturally strong, but he's talking about being strong in the Lord, being strong in the word, being strong in prayer, being strong in faith, being strong in, in, in the Lord. And I love how the Amplified says, be empowered through your union with him. Be strong in the Lord, be empowered through your union with him, draw your strength. You know, like you put a straw in a glass and you, you draw it out. It's not poured in, you draw it out. We got to learn men how to draw strength out of our relationship with the Lord. It's available. It's there. It's offered but we have to receive it. We have to take that courage. We got to receive it. We got to draw strength. Draw your strength from Him, the strength which is boundless. That means limitless. Limitless might provides. So I'm going to read that again. This is Ephesians 6:10 in the Amplified Classic. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him and draw your strength from him. The strength which his boundless or limitless might provides. Glory be to God. So we're going to draw strength, men, today. We're going to draw strength from him. From the union, the covenant connection we have with him we can draw strength and just say lord i'm leaning on you today like jesus said learn of me take my yoke upon you in other words when we're yoked with him we can draw strength from him we're not the only one leaning into this thing if you got something you got to push through today don't just push in your own strength realize that you are yoked with the lord 
You're in union with him. You're in covenant with him and lean in together. Just say, Lord, come on, let's lean into this thing. Come on, Lord. I'm leaning on you, Jesus. I'm leaning on you, Holy Ghost. I'm leaning on you, Father. I'm drawing strength from your boundless might, from your limitless power. I'm drawing strength from you. That's what Joshua had to do. And that's what any man has to do who's going to possess the land of promise. Because here's the reality, men. Everybody's going to have to face giants. Everybody's going to have a Goliath. They're going to have to take down. And like David, we're going to have to be willing to take him down, not because we're just stronger naturally, not because we're just more skillful naturally. No, we're going to have to know we're in covenant with God. And that which opposes us is God's enemy. So it's not even just our enemy, it's God's enemy. Goliath was, was mocking not just the people of Israel, the God of Israel. That's what got David in such an uproar where he said, is there not a cause? He's not just blaspheming us, he's blaspheming our God. We're in covenant with God. He's an uncircumcised Philistine. That's, that's covenant language. He's identifying that Goliath has no covenant with God. I have a covenant keeping God. I have a promise keeping God. Let's just go after this thing. He took what he had, what he was naturally skillful in. But trust me, it was a supernaturally targeted rock. That stone that he was slinging, he didn't release it in his own natural strength. He did release it. God used him. But God put his super on that natural obedience to stand up against that giant. And men, we're going to have to stand up against the giants in our life. Because our land of promise, we're not just going to march in there with a red carpet laid out before us. Just like there's walls around the city of Jericho, there's going to be some walls around our promises. Just because there's just like there was giants in the land then, there's going to be some giants that are trying to tell us, No, 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 you're not going to get that promise from God. There's going to be intimidating factors. There's going to be intimidating circumstances. There may even be intimidating voices that you and I are going to have to stand up against and know God is with me. God is for me. God's a promise-keeping, covenant-keeping God. And just like Joshua had to know that no man's going to be able to stop him from possessing God's promise, you and I have to also have that same knowledge. And when verse 6 in Joshua 1 says, Be strong, be confident and of good courage, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong. Again, he reiterates it. Only be strong. But I want you to put that in light of Ephesians 6. How are we being strong? We're being empowered through our union with Jesus. We're drawing strength from Him. Amen? Only be strong and very courageous that you may do all that's in the law of Moses. My servant commanded you, don't turn to the right, don't turn to the left, and you're going to prosper wherever you go. This book of the law will not depart out of your mouth but you're going to meditate in it day and night and then you're going to make your way prosperous and then you're going to deal wisely and then you're going to have good success. So have I not commanded you, be strong, 
vigorous, very courageous. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed. For the Lord your God, he's with you wherever you go. So I want to leave you with that today, men. He's with you wherever you go. And wherever your foot treads, whatever your, wherever your feet take you this week, know that God's with you. And because God's with you, there's a promise for you to possess and to take hold of everywhere you go. Whether it's a promise you need for your marriage, a promise you need for your finances, maybe a promise you need for your physical health, maybe a promise you need just for your future and your calling and the dreams that are in your heart. God is with you and God is for you. And I'm praying for you. Everyone here at Family Mission, we're praying for you. And you're going to do it. You're going to make it. And I just want you to receive strength and courage and a supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ today. Yeshua HaMashiach, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, to encourage your heart, strengthen your heart as you possess the promises of God.